so Pastor Kevin has given us a vision of, of restored, us restored, so that uh, we can then be agents of restoration. In short, restored in order to restore. And I found, as I was prepping for this morning, that both the Old Testament and the Gospel lectionary readings really speak to that end. And they remind us that the only real control that we have in our lives is the ability to surrender and trust or to maintain a sense that we are somehow in control and that somehow we are providing for ourselves. I'm wondering if there are situations, or maybe I should say it this way, I wonder if the situations that come our way where we experience powerlessness and where we lose any sense of direction or control, I wonder if they are opportunities for restoration, opportunities for change, for growth, for transformation. Those situations offer us an opportunity where we have to go deep inside and we have to draw inward and make a decision to surrender our will and place our trust in God. Now, this process of growth and restoration is never a one-time event. You've, you've heard me talk about my weight loss and, and things like that. It's never a one-time thing. Restoration is a constant decision to turn over our lives to God and choose to surrender. Richard Rohr writes in his book, Breathing Underwater, surrender is not giving up as we think of it, nearly as it is giving to the moment, the event, the person, the situation. The boy David arrives into a situation not of his choosing or making. I don't know if you caught that. It was Goliath who set the terms. And I'm going to take a little sidebar. I wrote this in an earlier draft, and it didn't make it to the final draft, but I feel a pull towards it. Power, those in power will always set terms and conditions that favor themselves. For those who feel powerless, your job, your focus should never be on those terms or how un unfair they are. That's not where the focus is. It's, it's on who God is. The terms for this battle have already been set. David has no input. There was no, there was no uh, voting here. Israel had no say. 
often you will find yourself in situations that you did not orchestrate, that you would not have chosen for yourselves. They were not of your making, at least not purposeful. Yet David doesn't show up and he does not retreat. He does not panic. I love that he has faced beast before and he gives himself into this situation. Into the battle. And he chooses, he decides that day to walk in faith and trust. He tells Saul and his army, I have defeated lions and bears. Part of me wants to say, oh my. <laughs> I've got jokes today, huh? Lions and bears. He's not messing around. Let no one's heart fail because of this giant. And here, here, here's where you get an insight of where David is. I have defeated lions and bears, right? The Lord who saved me from the lion and the bear will save me from this Philistine. Do you see how he sees that all this while it was the Lord who saved? Perhaps you lack the faith in your current situation simply because you have forgotten how God has saved you in your past. Perhaps you need to surrender to the reality that it was not your strength, not your intelligence, not your money, not your wit, not your cleverness, or whatever else you thought saved you in the past. It was God's grace all along. And David makes this connection. I killed those bears, I killed those lions, but it was God who saved I can walk confidently, face this giant, because the same God who saved in the past is with me today and will save me from this guy. There is always a temptation to believe that you have control. I love how Saul, see Saul has nothing to lose. Saul goes, go, go right at it, kid. Knock yourself out. Let's see how this is going to turn out. And then once they decide, okay, it's going to be David, Saul co starts covering David with armor. And he says, hey, you're going to need this. You're going to need a spear. You're going to need a javelin. You're going to need a helmet. But David was unable to walk in that gear. You, I, yeah, that, that's just comedy, if you think about that. But... I think this should give us a very clear visual. All manners of the ego attempting to control the circumstances will always be heavy and burdensome 
to those who walk in trust and faith. When you walk in trust and faith, any ability or any attempt to try to control will always be weird and feel heavy. It is precisely those situations that take away your sense of control that require you to activate faith and trust and walk courageously like David. In like manner, those same circumstances will also stir in us feelings and thoughts of bitterness, resentment, abandonment for God. The ego will interpret any adverse situation as evidence that, after all, God cannot be really trusted. This was the lie that the serpent told our forefathers, that we cannot really trust him, that he does not have our best intention. The ego, that, that deep part of us that has this inclination towards self-reliance will always resist any type, any attempt to surrender. Rohr writes again, grace is always a humiliation for the ego. That is so powerful. The ego cannot stand grace. I see it in my daughter. She is so uh, focused sometimes that she's doing something wrong and I'm attempting to help and she's like, I can do it. I'm like, okay. That resistance to grace. Perhaps the only way for grace to reach the ego are these circumstances where we are powerless. And perhaps these are the hidden means of grace where God is actually trying to rescue us from ourselves. And God, sorry, grace is always inviting our hearts, pleading with our hearts to surrender to God's love and deliverance. Grace is always inviting us, pointing us to look beyond the armor and the sword of the giant. In the case of the disciples, to look beyond the windstorm, the waves and the flooding that are signaling your impending death. And grace is beckoning us to walk in faith and trust in God's unfailing love for you. After all, as Paul reminds us in Romans, nothing, nothing can separate you from his love. And as Renee read this morning, Jesus, Jesus uh, talks to his disciples, not, not in anger or, or disappointment in in such a way as a father telling his child, a mother telling her child, 
why do you find it so hard to trust me? Roar writes, it is easy to surrender when you know that nothing but love and mercy is on the other side. Did you catch the fact that there were other boats in that storm? The reason why we do interviews is so that we could hear that others are also facing storms. The reason why we share our stories are so that you know that you are never alone. That we as a body of Christ suffer together. And when one is going through a windstorm, there are other boats. We're all in this together. This is why we need each other. This is why we gather in regular fellowship. So that we can see each other and be an encouragement for each other. And we could stand together and be strength and be, um, be each other's um, place of faith. We gather so that we can diminish the notion that faith is only personal and not communal. We are in this faith journey, and when one is weak, others can be strong. This is why we do the lunches, that we can start talking and going beyond the hellos of Sunday morning. That we can start asking, how are you doing? How can I pray with you for you? The disciples find Jesus asleep on a cushion. Now, I don't know about you. I would have lost my, you know. I'm going through this storm. We're going to drown. And Duder's asleep. <laughs> That's no bueno. That's not a good talk. And if you... You know, I love, I love the, the little gospel. There's so much little nuggets. It was Jesus who dragged them out to sea. He said, hey, come with me. It was already getting dark. Homeboy knew there was a storm brewing. <laughs> so if I'm in that boat already, I'm like, you. <sighs> expletive here, expletive there. And then you're asleep? You're going to sleep through this? Oh, yeah. Jesus is in a place of peace, calmness. Dude is sleeping. Perhaps we should change the saying of, hey, sleeping like a baby to he. He's sleeping like Jesus. You know, because clearly he could sleep through anything. Babies don't sleep like that. You make a noise and they're up. But there is a place that God is calling you into beyond the bitterness and resentment and even the disappointment of your situation. In cooking, we call this a reduction. 
you want to get all the, the water out, all the other stuff, so that you can get to the sweet, the good stuff. And you got to put some heat on it, add some flavorings, and you have to reduce that sauce. I'm hungry. <laughs> he's, he's in a place waiting for you to get there. And the first things that come out are all these emotions, all these feelings of abandonment, bitterness. Why am I going through this? I thought you were with me. And I'm here to tell you this morning that he is very much present. He is very much with you. Go to that place deep inside your heart this morning and decide to empty it of fear and fill it with trust. Surrender to the flow and wait for Jesus to speak to that storm. This morning, if you are in a storm, if you need prayer, if you find yourself in fear and you don't know if you have the faith, come to the altar. We want to pray with you. We want to remind you that all it takes is a mustard seed worth of faith. We have people who want to pray with you. Now, did you notice how both readings end? David, full of assurance, full of confidence, full of faith. He is saved. The disciples, full of fear, full of resentment. They are saved. God's love for you is never swayed by what's in your heart. He is at the ready to save and to rescue. Brothers and sisters, let none of your hearts fail because of your situation. Reach deep inside and take courage. Take heart. Decide today, decide this morning to trust in the strength that is God's. That same strength that defeated the giant that morning or that day. That same strength that quieted the sea. You are a child of the living God. His name is your armor and your shield. The Lord has saved you in the past. And he will save you from the hand of this giant standing in front of you.